0: Hello, everyone and welcome to dungeon jedi masters podcast season two episode number eight tegan how you doing today
1: yeah doing pretty well had my birthday kind of feel a little bit refreshed to get back to life <laughs>
0: yeah it's always good uh especially kind of i know you've had two of those uh under our our wonderful uh new way of life uh so far right
1: true yeah i had my 30th uh last year and uh now this one uh so definitely it's been uh thanks for getting used to but this one I actually was able to uh get out and been vaccinated so i got to go out and have some fun which, which was nice
0: <laughs> yeah we're, we're close to it so definitely yeah so everyone welcome to the podcast today Uh, Thank you all for, you know, all of our listeners out there and all of our followers and subscribers to this and all of our content. uh, Make sure to check us out, dungeonjedimasters.com, to get to all of that, this podcast, our YouTube channel, our Instagram account, uh, Twitter if you want to talk to us there, and um, Twitch where we stream our live plays, actual plays like that. And then, of course, uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, and also earn some perks along with that, uh, our Patreon, uh, where we offer uh, monthly uh, material for the game. If you're a DM, uh, monthly encounters. Uh, We do have a campaign running this year as well. Uh, Every other month we release a piece for that, which has been uh, pretty cool so far. Uh, So thank you to all of those Patreons currently, and uh, we do have two new members in the Tier 2 uh, level, uh, Perry and Dirk. A big thank you to both of you for joining up into that. Uh, Beyond that, uh, one other announcement on our end. I forgot to mention this last time. Uh, So many of you likely have already heard uh, episode one of the Vagrant Freighters podcast adventure. Uh, Something new I wanted to put together uh, with our podcast, this podcast going every other week. You just kind of wanted to fill the gap there and uh, put together this concept of a little bit more narrative uh, focused adventure adventure that, uh, as I said, many of you likely have already heard. So uh, trying to ramp up a little bit of the production in that, and hopefully it's a good, enjoyable experience for you guys out there. Let us know what you think of that, um, and looking forward to uh, you know keeping that going. I think that's everything on our end. Um, we have two new releases for the Star Wars 5e system, new species and archetype. Uh, Tegan, I'll throw it over to you first if you want to go over the new archetype.
1: Perfect. This was a sweet one. This is definitely something I can see myself playing. Uh, it's a Mechanist Technique, uh, so it's for the scout path. Uh, this is really a kind of a fun one. It changes the scout, uh, it kind of changes the archetype, it actually changes kind of the base class of the scout a little bit. Uh, so it actually changes, it's focused on tech casting. So if you go with this technique, uh, your scout would actually become a uh, two-thirds caster. So it kind of follow a similar casting path line to the Sentinel. Uh, so you'd get more powers, more tech points, uh, as Well as improved max power levels, so you'd be able to actually go up to seventh level powers uh, at the end uh, and get the power levels much earlier. uh, With this actually bumping you up to a second power level at third level or level three. Uh, So definitely, if you wanted to have a a scout, still have kind of the the more uh, aggressive multi-attack features of the scout versus the engineer, this could be the way to do so. Get that cool two-thirds casting stuff uh, and have some fun with it. Uh, They also get a pretty cool uh, add-on to their Ranger's Quarry action with the Mark of the Mechanist. Uh, Basically what that'll do is uh, when you mark somebody uh, with uh, your Ranger's Quarry you can cause them to mid-ion pulse. Uh, And when they do so, any creature within five feet of it must make a Constitution saving throw versus your DC. Uh, And it takes uh, damage equal to your Scout level if they fail. Uh, So that's Pretty cool, especially if you're going to be doing a Clone Wars or Droid-based campaign. Uh, You'll get some fun out of that, just have some cool setups with it. But this was definitely one I recommend checking out, just getting access to some more powers while still keeping all the other cool stuff Scouts get. Uh, It could be a fun way to play.
0: Very nice, yeah, another good addition to the ever-growing list of archetypes for all of our classes here in the game. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, as I said, there's one other uh, piece, a species which I believe has been, uh, you know, on the on the list uh, to get released here, and uh, it's a good reception. The Nomid, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, not super familiar with them myself. It looks like uh, that they had seen some in the in the Old Republic era, and then uh, I think their first main appearance in canon was in Rogue One. Uh, so you may recognize them. Uh, a you know sentient humanoid species. Uh, that uh, looks like they lack vocal cords and communicate through a uh, looks like a hand and body language. So that's a cool RP piece there. But As far as the class for the system for Star Wars 5e, uh, this is a intelligence wisdom based species. So with two points into that intelligence. So any of those classes that we've previously previously talked about that are based on that, you know this would be a good fit there. You know, standard on medium size, base walking speed, 30 feet. Uh, some of their features uh, for the species, uh, agricultural exports. Uh, essentially, you get, um, when you make a, a nature or technology check related to food, agriculture, or agriculture technology, you are considered to have expertise. So, uh, potentially a little uh, niche use there, but could definitely come up in the right circumstances, and any uh, benefit like that is, is great uh the next two here i think are definitely next two or three are actually a really good uh, feature of this species uh, tech dabbler uh, tech resistance and tech savant so dabbler gives you minor hologram at will tech power which is great Uh, and then as you get uh, to third level repair droid fifth level you learn hold droid so great to have those just basically for free tech powers Tech resistance, uh, you have advantage on dexterity and intelligence saving throws against tech powers. Star Wars game, that is massive. Uh, I believe uh, Chiss has something very similar, if not the same, and as someone who's played a Chiss, that definitely came in handy. Uh, and then tech savant, proficiency in technology skill. Again, Star Wars is, is just uh, you know all technology quite a bit, so great uh, help there. Uh, vocalizer, another feature of them, as I mentioned, that vocal cord uh, issue there, they rely on, they need a vocalizer to communicate. Uh, if it's removed or destroyed, they cannot speak. So that another RP factor there could come in. And uh, the last little piece is that uh, they're apparently uh, wealthy, uh, so they start off with a pretty good bonus to their wealth from the get go. So another thing that could be helpful when you're building that character. So, but anyway, another two good, uh, two good additions to the system. So with that, I think we can head into today's main topic. Uh, today we're going to talk about the operative class. We haven't. Uh, Touched on this one yet, so getting around to covering this one in a class spotlight. Uh, The Operative is the Star Wars 5e version of the Rogue class from traditional uh, 5e, and you know, a good class. I'd say a lot of people really enjoy this class, Uh, a lot of fun things that it can do. Definitely a personal favorite of mine. So Tegan, let's get into this with the operative. Um, you know Tell us a little bit uh, the initial features of the class before we get into like the level-by-level features, some of the things such as uh, armor and weapon uh, proficiencies and whatnot. What does the operative have to offer?
1: Definitely. So the operative mirrors, uh, at least at the base level, the rogue pretty closely. Uh, So before we get into your stuff, uh, this is going to be a D8 class. Uh, So you're going to start off with D8 plus your constitution. Uh, So kind of midline on that side. Uh, You get some good saving throws, especially for Star Wars. Uh, You get dexterity, which is always kind of the god save stat. Uh, Then you get intelligence as well. Uh, best thing with uh, operatives though, or one of my favorite pieces for them. Uh, overall, even just sometimes a multi class a bit into is you get a lot of skills so you start off with four skills. Uh, and then as we get into later you get expertise at level one as well so you get some pretty cool ways to, to really start off and to kind of specialize and give your character a little bit of a background. Uh, also when it comes to weapons and armor you start off with light armor so you're going to be a dex build most likely so that's going to give you some good options to to really be able to tailor around that uh then you get simple blasters and vibro weapons uh and then a handful of kind of additional items uh, like blaster pistols hidden blades uh repairs just a couple addition ones to help round out certain builds Moving from there, uh, kind of go into that first level, uh, you get two of the coolest features, especially for level one. Uh, you get expertise. Uh, so, this is really kind of a cool way to flavor out your character, uh, especially with how many skills the operatives have. This could be a fun way just to really kind of excel with something that you want them to do. Uh, and now, one thing too, and I think like a lot of players forget this too, uh, is you can choose one of your tool proficiencies to be an expertise, expert at as well. Uh, so, if you wanted your guy to be a master of disguise or just uh, Some crazy hot spice dealer. Uh, you could do whatever, whatever tool would fit well with it too, just to really help get around that build out. Uh, so one of my favorites to start with, and one of the cool reasons why I think Operative is always a fun multi-class too, just to help round out your build. Uh, but then you also get their quintessential feature, uh, which is sneak attack. Uh, so sneak attack is basically how the Operative really kind of stands out, how it does its damage uh, during battles, uh, basically once per turn. Uh, at level one you can add 1d6 but that scales up as uh you gain additional levels to the uh to the the class uh, but when you hit a creature with a weapon attack uh, if you have uh advantage on the road uh, or if one of your allies is within five feet and is not incapacitated uh, or basically as long or with those features as long as as you don't have disadvantage on the roll you can add that extra 1d6 or however many d6 it may be uh, to gain some extra damage onto the attack so this is kind of a fun one just gives you some extra damage and especially with uh, how those sneak attack dies stack you can really get some crazy damage uh, with the attacks as you go on other cool things, So that's just level one. Uh, I feel like operatives are always kind of stacked those first few levels to get some cool stuff going through. Uh, level two, you get one of the other kind of quintessential operative or rogue features, uh, which is cunning action. Uh, so nothing too crazy with this one, but you can use your bonus action to either dash, disengage, or hide. Uh, so it just gives you some good mobility, gives some options to hide, and do some stealthiness, uh, as well as if you're in a bad situation to get out and still have your action to do whatever you need to. Uh, so. Definitely a cool one. It could really open up some good options. And one thing we're going to talk about actually in the next piece, too, with the operative exploits, uh, a lot of the fighting styles can help kind of accentuate some cool things you can do with cutting action. Uh, And with the operative exploits, you get a couple of different resources you can choose. Uh, So at level two, uh, this is kind of part of their invocations piece that Star Wars 5E has adopted, uh, just to give you some more options to customize out your PC, just so every operative doesn't play the same. Uh, You could pick two in level two and there's some cool ones in here. Uh, I'm not going to touch on all of them, but just a few I would recommend to at least take a look at for any rogue or operative that you're building. Uh, Fighting stylist or how they call it, fighter's exploit uh, in this one one to take a look at uh this is a lot of cool options with the fighting styles Uh, a lot of them synergize really well with cunning action uh for instance if you wanted to be more stealthy you could take the covert fighting style which would let you hide as a reaction versus a bonus action uh same thing if you wanted to be faster you could take onslaught and hide as a Reaction versus bonus action, uh, just to really get a ton of use out of your action economy. Uh, so take a look at those ones. Um, other ones I'd recommend too with an operative uh, is taking a look at uh, dual weapon fighting or twin weapon fighting. Uh, basically, any of the ones that let you kind of make multiple attacks. Because uh, with the operative, you're not going to get multi-attack or extra attack, I should say. So if you miss your attack, you're going to lose out on your sneak attack. So this could be a cool way to, to make sure you get an extra shot at uh, to really stack that damage on. So those are all things you get just at level two. Uh, moving to level three, uh, you get the the bad feeling uh, skill, which is a pretty sweet one. Uh, you can use this once per long rest. Uh, but basically, if uh, you're into a fight after you roll initiative, you're able to use your movement speed uh, before uh, initiative order is determined. Uh, so if you get uh, basically if you get into a fight, you realize you're in a real bad spot. You can use that, reposition yourself, or even reposition yourself to uh, get a little bit of an advantage on what's over going on next. So this can be pretty useful in a lot of different situations. Uh, So definitely one to keep an eye on there. Uh, And then at level three, two, you also get to pick your archetype. So uh, whatever operative practice you're going to go into. uh, We'll touch on those a little bit later, but there's a lot of cool ones that go along with that.
0: Yeah, uh, you know a little bit of bias here, maybe be- as a as a player of a operative before and one I really enjoy. But as you said, levels one through three have so much going on, and you know, it's, you know, some people might like to start start a new character around level three minimum or, or whatever. But I'd say as an operative, you know, it'd be it's fun to explore each of those first initial levels because of the things they offer in the game for sure. So uh, after that, of course, is their level four, which we know all across the classes is your first ability score improvement, as uh, so you can either add a couple points to, uh, you know, one ability, spread those out one and one or something else if, uh, you know, maybe you adopt the plus a fee and plus one rule. And of course, those ability score improvements, uh, again, show up for the operative uh, level eight, 12, 16, and 19 Uh, Yeah, and then from there we get into level five, Tegan, if you want to keep us going here.
1: Perfect, Uh, level five, uh, you get a really cool feature, especially just one that you can just bust out whenever you have your reaction available. Uh, You get Uncanny Dodge. So whenever you can see damage or something that deals damage to you with an attack, uh, it has to be an attack. Uh, You can use your uh, reaction to half the damage. Uh, So if you get hit by a real bad sniper shot, you could half that damage and just kind of, just dodge out of the way. Uh, So definitely want to keep an eye out for, for those key moments to use to be able to save some HP. Uh, but moving from level 5, you get one of my favorite abilities uh, from Monks and uh, Operatives, uh, Evasion. Uh, basically, whenever you're subjected to an effect uh, that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw uh, to take half the damage, you can take no damage if you succeed, uh, and then half damage if you fail. Uh, so especially with how many different saving or monsters or uh enemy builds that use dexterity saving throws for their damage dealers uh this could be a huge way to avoid a lot of damage uh, especially since you have proficiency in dexterity saving throws you're going to be able to dodge away at a lot of those and either get no damage or really mitigate the damage you take so this is a fun one definitely one to keep an eye on for Moving from there, it kind of starts to slow down once you get past level seven, for at least your core class's ability. Uh, From level seven, you jump to level 11. Uh, You get reliable talent, which is pretty cool. Uh, So basically, you've kind of refined your skill set. Whatever you make an ability check with a skill you're proficient in or have expertise in, uh, you can basically uh, treat a D20 roll that's nine or below as a 10. Uh, So this is just kind of a cool way just to really showcase that you're skillful in whatever you're doing, even if the the luck's against you, uh, you've got that 10 as a floor cap. Uh, And usually by that level, uh, if you're proficient in it, you're probably going to be rolling at least a plus six uh, with your skill set. So you're at least hopefully going to get a 16, most likely higher. Uh, So definitely some cool options there. Uh, Moving through there, you get to Blind Sense. Uh, So this is your level 14th ability for the operative class. Uh, Basically, if you're able to hear, uh, you're aware of the location of any hidden or invisible creature within 10 feet of you. Uh, So basically, at that level, you can't really get snuck up on somebody. They've got a cloaking field or something on them. As long as they're within 10 feet of you, you're going to be able to hear and know exactly where they're at next level you get something is level 15 where you get that slippery mind feature. Uh, so this is kind of cool, you gain proficiency and wisdom saving throws. Uh, so kind of a, usually don't get a lot of class features that give you additional proficiency bonuses. So this is a good one to get, uh, especially when you get to that higher level play if you're going up against force users, having a little bit of an edge on some of those wisdom or kind of a control sp- uh, force powers they can throw out at you can really make life a little bit easier also uh level 18 uh so we're gonna move it all to that next level uh you get the elusive uh and basically you're so evasive that attackers rarely gain that per hand against you uh and this is so the cool thing with this uh no attack will get advantage against you while you're not in incapacitated so as long as you're conscious nobody can get advantage against you so that's pretty sweet especially with a lot of monsters you have some cool things built in to give them advantage so make sure to nullify that as long as you're still up on your feet uh, and then to cap it off, uh, they get the last uh, your Capstone feat Stroke of Luck. Uh, and basically with this one, it's going to allow you to increase your both your Dexterity uh, and Intelligence scores by two, uh, allowing you to go past that 20 cap. So uh, you could push both those up to 22 if you've got them maxed out by that point, which, which you should. Uh, nice thing as well is uh, if your attack misses a target within range, you could just turn that miss into a hit. Uh, so like, uh, especially with that Resurrection Force with snake Attack, uh, if you miss, like, if you only get that one shot, unless you've got that twin weapon fighting, with this, you can just turn it into a hit, uh, same thing with an Ability Check, uh, you could, if you fail it or didn't like that roll, uh, you could turn it into a 20 for the Ability Check roll, uh, so pretty much just make sure you succeed it. Uh, nice thing with this one, too, is it's a short or long rest reset for it. So uh, you could definitely use it each short rest and get some pretty crazy uh, mileage out of it. Uh, and the nice thing, too, by the time you hit level 20, uh, you've got five different exploits you can pick. So you get a lot of customization there. Uh, but the big thing, sneak attack at that point is 10d6. Uh, so you're rolling a hefty amount of dice anytime you hit and uh, get that sneak attack damage going.
0: Very nice. Uh, Lots of excellent features there with the core operative features. Uh, If you make it all the way up to 20, lots of good stuff uh, within there at each level. So next up, of course, uh, we'll touch on those archetypes that we uh, mentioned that you can pick up at level three. Uh, A good number of those, well over uh, 10 here that we have to look at. We'll briefly go down each one and, and just touch on a little bit of kind of what the core theme is of each one. And uh, you know how you can add uh, to your player with those. Uh, so, Tegan, if you want to start with the uh, first, the first four that are in the PHB, uh, it's kind of part of that core rulebook. Uh, tell us about those.
1: Definitely. So yeah, they get some cool uh, options with this. So the first one we're going to touch on is the acquisitions operative. Uh, this one's a uh, pretty sweet one. Uh, basically, it allows you to get uh, both uh, proficiency within stealth, so you get that uh, automatically, uh, as well as uh, you get the the kind of the fast and agile uh, kind of. A, cutting action ability, uh, which allow you to uh, make it a sleight of hand, dexterity check. uh, And you could use uh, your uh, delicious kit or security kit to disarm a trap or open a lock, whichever you choose. Uh, You also get a little, uh, uh, climbing also no longer costs you extra movement too. So if you're climbing, you didn't have a climbing speed before, it gives you a little bit of extra uh, kind of grace with that as well. Moving from uh, that one, uh, you get into the Begai. Bagu- uh, the Force Casting class. Uh, this is a pretty sweet one. Uh, this is basically going to allow you to be a third cla- cast or third caster class with your operative build. Uh, nice thing with this one too, and uh, what I'd recommend taking if you go this route, uh, you get to pick up some Force powers. Uh, definitely make sure, especially if you're not going to be twin weapon fighting, uh, make sure to pick up one of the uh, kind of melee Force uh, at will powers. Uh, like either shocking uh, what's it called a uh, blanking on that one it's basically the lightning charge there we go lightning charge uh, that'll allow you to add some extra damage and some extra utility to it operatives are perfect for either the tech classes or the force classes to add on some of those at wills where it takes your full action but can add some cool effects to it because uh, especially if you're not twin weapon fighting you don't need your action for anything else uh, so that could be a good class to be able to pick that up as well as get some other cool force features with it too Moving on from that one, uh, you get into the Gunslinger class. Uh, so this is uh, another cool one with the uh, the operative background. Uh, this is going to give you some different trick shots, as well as things you can do with uh, your uh, sneak attack damage die. Uh, so with a trick shooter for the Gunslinger practice, uh, you could sacrifice two of your sneak attack die to Make your attack do some type of trick, like either blinding them or uh, knocking them prone or harpooning them. Uh, so, definitely something cool that you can add with those ones, uh, as well as the dive for cover feature, uh, where you can once per round, uh, you can, uh, if you're subjected to an effect that makes a dexterity saving throw or you're hit by a ranged attack, uh, you can just move up to 10 feet, no action required. Uh, but you must end this movement in cover, though. So. If you're fighting by cover, this could be a good way uh, to make sure that you're getting out of the way and hopefully uh, having some more attacks miss here. Uh, And then finally with that one, uh, the sharpshooter class is uh, the last of the the core practice ones. Uh, This is a cool one. Uh, This is actually one of the ones if you ever wanted to uh, uh, multi-class, mixing a sharpshooter and a dead-eye scout. They just kind of flow super well to get some extra features going. Uh, But basically with this one, uh, for sharpshooter, uh, it gives you some flexibility as long as you've got space from your target. As long as you're within or greater than 30 feet uh, from what the person they're shooting at, you don't have any enemies within five feet of you, you automatically get sneak attack. Uh, So this is kind of a good one, especially with Star Wars. There's so many different blasters and uh, uh, I'd recommend try to find a way to pick up a sniper rifle with this, uh, especially a dead eye. If you go that way, you can just stand back and blast uh, whoever you're going after. Uh, similar thing with this too. You get place shots where you can sacrifice some sneak attack die uh, and get some cool features too with your attacks.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that specific one. The sharpshooter is a good shout uh, in, in Star Wars 5e. I think it's a little bit more ranged base. Uh, so as a player, you know, definitely a good opportunity there to kind of sit back and, and gain that sneak attack, you know, basically one of the key features of the class. On the flip side, DMs, you know, get your players into close quarters combat to get around that, of course. Definitely. So uh, those are the first four, uh, you know, core archetypes of the uh, operative class in the core rulebook, but of course, you know, all of these are pretty open to, to player choice generally. Uh, there's eight more, so Tegan, if you want to wrap these up, uh, go through these again briefly, and uh, let everyone know what else is available for your operative.
1: Definitely. So, going to the next uh, eight. Uh, not going to go too much depth with these ones, uh, but the first up you have is disabling practice. Uh, this is going to be more your grappling operative. Uh, some cool things you can do this one. This would be a definitely a cool one to bundle with the brawler fighting style. Uh, just really allows you just to get up and close if you wanted to play an operative but still use your fist This would be the way to go with it uh after that you get lethality um, which is basically kind of the the assassin version uh, about Star Wars 5e uh gives you proficiency with poisons uh it gives you the crazy uh assassinate feature where if you can hit them uh, while they're surprised you get an automatic crit uh, I had a player play that once uh they hit them, um, Uh, They were using an ion rifle and hit like one of my droids and just did a ridiculous amount of damage, uh, like nearly one shot a boss with it. So it's one of those ones that's super situational, but if you can get that situation going, it's clutch. after that, uh, you've got the performance one. Uh, so this would be more musical instruments, uh, some cool flavor behind there, especially if you had a kind of a backstory of your guy being a musician, there's some fun things you can do with that. Uh, they also get some pretty sweet uh, kind of uh, resources as well with that too uh, would just kind of their Artful Dancer feature as well as the Dazzling stabs, which is kind of your sneak attack feature that you can use to kind of sacrifice some of your sneak attack die and get some uh, additional effect going with the class. Uh, after that uh we've got the pugnacity class uh so this one's a little bit of an interesting one for operative uh so this one kind of changes up the flavor a little bit for the operative class uh this one is going to give you proficiency in both medium armor as well as martial vibro weapons uh nice thing to do is if you somehow already had medium armor uh, either through uh your background multi-class or even if you picked up the exp- exploit for it it's going to give you heavy armor, uh, and it also allows you to do sneak attack damage with any weapon, uh, as long as they don't have the heavier specialty practice or properties. Uh, so this is just a cool one on that side. Uh, it can allow you to be a little bit more of a tanky operative, uh, This is especially if you wanted to do an operative that relies more on strength. Uh, this would be the way to go for it. After that, uh, you've got the uh, the Ruffian uh, uh, operative class. This is going to be one for, uh, so this one's g- another one that changes how sneak attack works, but uh, almost the opposite of how sharpshooter works. These are going to be guys that are a little bit more kind of rough and tumble and close into the mix. Uh, basically, what this will do uh, is you'll be able to get sneak attack uh, as long as no other creature other than your target is within five feet of you. Uh, so uh, basically, if you're up alone fighting somebody by yourself with nobody within five feet of you in the target, you're gonna get that sneak attack. Uh, so this would be a cool one if you wanted to get up in the running quickly. Uh, nice thing with this too is you also get to add your charisma modifier to initiative rolls. Uh, so that's pretty sweet there. Uh, you'll be able to add uh, dex plus charisma, which uh, you could do. Pretty stacked that pretty high and hopefully we'll be the first one to act and can jump to get ahead of it uh, and get some tax in with sneak attack before the rest of your crew gets in the mix. After that, uh, you've got the saboteur class, which is the tech casting version for operatives. Uh, So you get some cool features with them, Uh, kind of a similar story with uh, uh, to the Beguiler class. Uh, just make sure to add in some cool at will melee attack options or even range attack options too with uh, being tech. Uh, that's actually one of the nicer pieces of this one. You can pick up combustive shot, warning shot, or any of the cool range tech powers and still have them work with everything. Uh, so definitely one of my recommendations on that one because it just can really give you some cool stuff to go along with it. Uh, outside of that, uh, the next one you've got is the Sawbones one, which is an interesting one. This is going to be kind of more of a a healer uh, operative. Uh, So you get uh, proficiency within medicine. Uh, You can also use intelligence instead of your wisdom modifier for checks with it, which helps you kind of be a little bit more uh, less mad with a different stat you have to keep up with. Uh, you could also uh, be able to, uh, on a short rest, if you have a trauma kit, uh, be able to hand out 1d6 uh, HP. Uh, so be able to have a spend a hit dice, be able to still be able to get some uh, HP out there as well. Uh, and then the last one uh, is the Scrapper class. Uh, so this one's kind of a cool one, uh, especially if you want to use burst weapons or weapons with, I think, the rapid feature as well. have uh, yeah, burst or rapid. Uh, you'll get proficiency with any weapon that has that feature along with it. Uh, but the nice thing is you'll be able to, if you use that burst, uh, as long as you uh, would meet the other sneak attack damage rules, you can apply sneak attack to one creature, uh, even with it uh, not being an attack roll that you hit them with. Uh, So it kind of just changes up uh, the requirements for sneak attack. Uh, The nice thing, though, is uh, while it's only 1 at the initial level 3 for it, uh, at level 9, you'll be able to uh, divide that sneak attack damage dice amongst the targets you see. So you'll be able to split that up and make sure you're hitting everybody a little bit for it, too. Excellent. Uh
0: Lots of excellent uh, archetype options there with the operative. Again, uh, it just a just an excellent class all around. Uh, one of the many good classes, but uh, as I said, a little bias for me is uh, there's just so much cool stuff with that one. So excellent stuff there. All right. So uh, as always with our class spotlights, we like to offer little suggestions uh, going beyond just the class in the way of feats. Uh, you know, background that you might pick up. Uh, additional feats and then uh, some multi-classing options. What may or may not work there. So, Tegan, uh, when people are building their uh, operative, and of course at level one you get a background. Uh, what are some initial options there, and then uh, lead into some of the other feats down the road they could pick up?
1: Definitely. So. With uh, the background features, there's a couple cool ones I almost always recommend. Uh, With you being the operative, a lot of times you are probably going to be the stealthiest person in the group. Uh, So, picking up that stealthy feet, getting that stealthy expertise for free, as well as some of the cool features that go along with that, uh, will definitely make your life a little bit easier. Uh, So, that's one I always recommend on that side. Other ones, quick fingered for Expertise and sleight of hand can be a good one to go with, especially getting that bonus action uh, to be able to use that sleight of hand skill during combat, which I've seen some pretty crazy things with grenades on that side, so that could be a, a fun one to go with, too. Uh, the other one, Supreme Accuracy, uh, which has uh, another one of those background feats, uh, this can be a great one, because uh, a lot of times, especially if you can find ways to get advantage, this is going to allow you to re-roll one of those uh, dices with advantage on that as well. Oh, sorry, that's actually a level four feet so that's a uh, level four that's still a good one to pick up because it allows you to bump your dexterity and if you have advantage you get to roll an extra d20 with it uh so that's just a cool one to have and just really allows you to hopefully get some crit going which uh, for an operative that's always the best way to fish for it uh so those are the, uh, the backgrounds the only other backgrounds i may say could be a good fit uh, are both uh the tech dabbler, uh, and then force sensitive beats. Uh, these are uh, basically would allow you to pick up a couple of at will powers, as well as one level one power, and then a second level or two power at level five, or once you're a level second level power, once you hit level five. Uh, Reason I mentioned those ones, you can get some cool ones to help round out a build. Uh, but especially with the tech dabbler, uh, you can pick up some really nice damage dealing options with combustive shot. Uh, if you wanted to pick up shield for your level one power, uh, just some really good things that can flex it out, uh, especially being operative, and not having to worry about extra attack. Those at wills can just really be a godsend. So, one to check out if you're not going to be using the the dual wielding style outside of that background level, once you get into just kind of your regular feeds. um, One thing I'd recommend just really focusing on uh, the fighting styles and masteries. These can be phenomenal for operatives. They have a lot of different options and improve on some of the options you have already. Uh, That's actually where I'd spend a lot of my feats on if I was going for an operative class. It uh, just really gives you some additional options and just allows you to kind of make the most out of your action economy. Uh, I've mentioned uh, a couple of the ones already, but uh, twin weapon fighting, onslaught, and covert are like the best three to Take a look at just depending on your build because it's going to let you either make more attacks get more opportunities to use that sneak attack die or just use your cunning action better in a way that's going to allow you to just really get the most out of your economy uh and actually kind of mixing the two so if you're able to pick one of those up with your fighting exploit uh picking one of the if up as a, the the can be a great way uh, especially if you wanted to kind of really be expert at hiding you pick stealthy uh as your uh, your your background feet, picking up uh, covert and twin weapon fighting can be great because you can make some multiple attacks from stealth if you're able to roll well enough. Uh, and then just really kind of max out and get those advantage die to get that sneak attack going. Uh, so a lot of cool combinations you can make with that. But that's definitely where I would focus on uh, with my feats or just kind of get those styles and masteries just to really build up where you want to go with it. Um, last one I've made look at too, as uh, is was Operatives are another class, like uh, Guardians, that are perfect for crit fishing. Uh, blade Specialist can be a great way to do that. Uh, it helps lower your crit threshold by one, so it gives you some more opportunities to crit since so you're doing a 19 or a 20. Uh, and That can really be a great way just to just roll a ton of dice and decimate whatever your DM put in front of you.
0: Very nice. Yeah, lots of uh, good initial options there just to, you know, further round out. uh, Great class already. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, you know, there's so much that this class has to offer. But uh, surely there are some ways that we can, you know, further fine tune this and and get some extra things out of it. So multi-classing. Tegan, what are your suggestions there that a player wants to dip into some other classes and really just crank things up with the operative?
1: Definitely. So with the operative, it's one of those hard class, not hard classes. It's great to multi-class into because you get a lot of stuff up front. Uh, but it's one of those hard classes to multi-class out of because you're The big thing you'd want to look at is your sneak attack die, especially those early levels, a lot of those features, because you're getting dense, like one through seven with cool features each level pretty much. Uh, So just if you're going to multi-class out, just be kind of intentional and try to get a feel for where your game's going to cap off level-wise, because this is definitely one of the ones that could be a fun, just straight, straight operative class, it doesn't really need a lot of multi-classing. But for ones that you're going to do just depending on where the level's at and kind of what you're going for for the build, uh, I think there are two classes that can really support an operative well. Um, Easy one, fighter, they get a lot of their another dense class up front, you can get a lot of cool stuff. And uh, there's really, especially if you're not gonna be going to super high levels, this could be a good way to get some additional resources without having to spend a feat for it. Uh, so with fighter, you can pick up, if you went one level of fighter, you'd get uh, the second wind. So a little extra healing, uh, as well as the fighting stylist, which will give you some more options on that side without having to wait for a feat highly recommended for that. Uh, If you go two levels, you're going to get Action Surge as well as Maneuvers, so those are great there too. Uh, Then if you went three levels, which I really, depending on where you're going, I'm not sure if it would be the best way to go with it, Uh, but you can go three levels and uh, then pick up the Archetype as well as a Fighting Style Mastery, Uh, so definitely some cool stuff there too. But just really, Sneak Attack die Progression is really going to be your kind of bread and butter for this class, Uh, so just be aware of that. Uh, Now, I have had some people, though, just be happy to get to the levels seven for uh, operative, and then start multi-classing into fighter or some of the other classes of multi-attack, uh, just because that can allow them to get the, some extra attacks, and they're happy with uh, the features there. But just really kind of think that through and plot out your progression before you multi-class this one, because it can really be a game changer. Uh, but the other class outside of fighter, I think, can be a good fit as uh, the engineer. Because uh, with uh, the operative style, the way they're set up for Star Wars 5e is intelligence is probably gonna be your next highest stat if you're not rolling a charisma build. Uh, An engineer can fit well with that, uh, gives you the tech casting option. Uh, which will allow you to get some cool at will powers, uh, as well as uh, I think a lot of the tech powers get operatives, as well, between shield, uh, element of surprise, a lot of other cool ones that get with it, you can just really get some good options for your reactions, your bonus actions, just kind of all around there. Uh, You also get pulled in aptitude, which is pretty sweet too, so uh, especially if you use one of the fighting styles to free up your bonus action from cunning action, uh, you can use that to help buff your party and just really make sure everybody's performing to the best of their ability. Uh, And then if you went to level two, uh, you'd get infused items. You get a plus one item uh, as well as uh, uh, some other cool resources with that. Uh, And then uh, the the last big thing with uh, the engineers, this is kind of another one you're giving up a little bit too, uh, but you'll you'll get tool expertise at level two as well. Uh, But if you did want to take engineer three levels, uh, you're going to pick up the engineering discipline as well as second level powers, which second level powers are pretty strong. And uh, with some of those, engineer classes you can build a pretty tough looking uh, kind of operative engineer blend Uh, especially weapons expert or arms tech uh, specialist is a great one to go with on that side because you can build a crazy weapon add some sneak attack die on top of it and just really roll a ton of dice uh, as you're doing whatever your class does
0: excellent Uh, two great uh, suggestions there if you want to uh, expand beyond just the operative class uh, of course plenty to offer so I uh, lots of good stuff there I uh, hope this helps those of you out there that are looking to build an operative yourself uh, as we've gone over the, the options uh, briefly in some areas so be sure to check that out to yourself on uh, either the website or uh, however you wanna get to that information and, and see what uh, what the class has to offer and how you build that and uh, let us know let us know uh, the operative that you're building uh, what things you've done if you've multi-classed or your, your feats and your backgrounds, things like that. Let us know what you've done with your build and uh, you know, we'd love to hear about that. All right, so that wraps up everything for this episode. Uh, looking forward to next uh, episode in two weeks, May the 4th. We are falling on May the 4th, uh, which is a Tuesday. And uh, there's also a big release that day, Star Wars Bad Batch, uh, the Clone Wars spinoff, which is pretty exciting. I, I saw one of the new, recent trailers and, uh, you know, very excited about that to have some new uh, new content in that realm.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since they've had a show going. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing some new and especially during that time period, too. So I always like to see kind of right of that fall of the Republic era. So uh, it would be interesting to see how they play it out.
0: Absolutely. So and kind of along the lines of the Bad Batch, you know, a little bit of your over uh, overtuned in some areas, uh, clones and and their story. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a you know different episode, fun episode, and just talk about ways to to maximize a build. Really kind of min max, uh, create those those op builds that DMs love to hate out there. So. <laughs> Um, you know, that'd be fun there. And then potentially uh, that Friday of that week, uh, Tegan is going to step into the DM seat uh, as he's done uh, outside of things uh, many times very well and uh, maybe run a, you know, OP build one shot, uh, which would be pretty cool to see. And uh, I know he's a he's a, a great DM sometimes a ruthless dm so uh, op one shots definitely the time to test his abilities there so that will be fun uh we get that off so that is on the schedule for next time Uh, again thank you to all of our followers listeners subscribers and our patreons of course check us out dungeon jedi masters.com and we will see you next time may the force be with you
1: May the force be with you